Today on The Open Word with Pastor David Landry. What if I'm laying up in the hospital? I want somebody to come and pray for me that God may anoint them right then with the gift of healing. Is it them that's doing it? No, it's the Holy Spirit working through them. It's God working through them at that moment. So don't allow some of these things that you may be uncomfortable with or you you may not have experienced to, to freak you out and to cause you to pull back. Allow God through His Holy Spirit to Open up your eyes, open up your understanding to these things. In today's message, Pastor David describes various spiritual gifts that Paul lists in the scriptures. In the church, some gifts may be held in higher regard. Sometimes we may feel that our spiritual gifts are less important or not useful to the body of Christ. However, it's not scriptural to see some God-given abilities as lesser than others. You have a role within God's work for which you were designed. And the scripture encourages you to boldly use your gifts and pray that God will give you more. Now here's Pastor David with part three of today's message entitled, Unity in the Midst of Diversity. individuality out of the those that are part of the body. No, our, our individuality is, is what makes for the diversity of what God is doing in our life. Then he goes on to speak about this variety of gifts that are within the church. Verse 6, he says, having then gifts differing according to the grace that's given to us, let us use them. If your gift is prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. If it's ministry, let us use it in our ministry. The, the one who teaches or he who teaches in teaching. He who exhorts in exhortation. He who gives with liberality. That's the one we always want somebody else to have, isn't it? Yeah. Man, I wish he had liberality. Huh? Uh, he who leads with, with diligence. He who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Here we have eight different gifts that are listed. And once again, there's a repetition of some from the 1 Corinthians passage. And there's some new ones that are added. Now go to the right a couple of blocks to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Again, the same writer, Paul the Apostle, writing to the first century church. In Ephesians chapter 4, down in verse 7, we begin. Paul writing to the church of Ephesus. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Oh, these are the gifts that Christ gave, that Jesus gave. So we have the Holy Spirit gifts. We have the No, come on, understand what's going on here. This is the work of God within the church. This is not a division. Listen to what it says. According to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, 
When he ascended on high, he led captivity captive, and he gave gifts to men. And he himself, down in verse 11, and he himself, Christ, gave some to be, what? Apostles, some prophets, some, well, wait a minute, wasn't that what God gave? Okay, never mind. He himself, Christ, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and teachers. Why did he give them? For the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Now, in all of these verses, do you, do you see the similarities that are there? And do you see the new? Some of them are new. Some of them are unique only to that passage. Do you understand that nowhere in Paul's writings does he give us an exhaustive list of spiritual gifts? Nowhere. There's some here, and then there's some over here, some similarities, some difference. To kind of help you understand that, I'm going to ask George and Vic if they would help me real quick. There's some papers right here. Nick, why don't you come and grab some and kind of hand them out over here real quick. I want everybody to have, I'll take one of them too so I can know what I'm talking about here. Okay. On this little sheet that they're handing out, there's four different columns. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 8 through 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 28. The Romans passage, Romans chapter 12. And also the Ephesians chapter. And in each one of these columns, I, list, I listed the gifts that are listed from those biblical references. Now, one of the things that you're going to see is they are a little bit out of order. And I did that purposefully to help us to kind of see them as compared to each other. And again, I'm going to go through them very quickly to kind of help us to understand, again, the gifts listed by the books in order that we can see the similarities and the differences. Take a look at it with me if you would. There under the column of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8 through 10. We've got these, the word of wisdom, word of knowledge, faith, healing, prophecy, miracles, the discerning of spirit, tongues, and the interpretation of tongues. Very clear. That's what we just went through earlier on. And then we remember we looked at 1 Corinthians still in chapter 12, down in verse 28, and Paul continuing on, and he throws in some others here as well as uh, similarities to what he had already given. So he has healing, apostles, prophets, teachers, miracles, helps, administrations, and tongues. Do you see some similarities there? I've highlighted them for you in case you can't see the similarities. That's one of the reasons why, again, I have taken them a little bit out of order so that we can highlight them and show the similarities. And then we look over at Romans chapter 12, still written by the Apostle Paul. The ones in Romans chapter 12, verse 6 through 8, are prophecy, teaching, mercy, leadership, exhortation, generosity or giving, and then ministry. Again, there's some similarities with others, and there's some uniqueness of gifts in that particular list. And then we come to the one in Ephesians chapter 4. Apostles, prophets, teachers, pastors, and evangelists. And when we look at this, we realize that in that 1 Corinthian passage, he mentions healing twice. He mentions apostles only once, but you know what? He mentions apostles again over in Ephesians chapter 4. We get down to prophecy or prophets, and interesting thing with that particular gift, it's in all four. It's also interesting when we get further into 1 Corinthians, 
He says, hey, man, you guys ought to pray that you have the gift of prophecy. That's what you really ought to shoot for. Why would that be? Well, we'll get into it more. But again, prophecy isn't the foretelling of what's going to happen in the future. Prophecy, as we see it in the New Testament mostly, is the telling forth of the truth of God's word, proclaiming God's word. And wouldn't it be great if everyone within a local body of believers had that gift of prophecy to be able to clearly declare and to speak and to explain the word of God to whomever you, you come across at any time, man. You just got it to where, man, you can open up the word and share the word so powerfully. Well, some say, well, isn't that evangelism? Well, sometimes evangelism is to bring people to a faith in Christ, but sometimes prophecy comes in just encouraging people in the word of God and to share and to teach and to help them along the way. So again, prophecy in all four of those passages. And similar to that is the idea of teaching. Teachers listed in 1 Corinthians 12, 28, also Romans 12, as well as Ephesians 4. This working of miracles, this supernatural thing that, uh, again, when we get there, the, the sad thing is, is some of these gifts, we, we, we can look at, okay, prophecy and teaching and, and helps and mercy. Well, we like those. We need those. But then all of a sudden, we come to ones like miracles. Well, that kind of freaks me out. You start talking about really supernatural stuff. I'm not sure if I'm ready for that. Well, you know what? Every one of these ought to be supernatural. They're not a gift of the Holy Spirit of God unless it's supernatural. Some of you may have the gift of teaching, a secular uh, just uh, gift of teaching. It may or may not be a spiritual gift. Do you understand that? It may just simply be, man, they're a great teacher, but they don't do real good teaching the Word of God, but, uh, you know, they're, they're great in the school system. You know, so that kind of an understanding. And we'll look at that in a minute. But when we start getting to some of these that are a little bit out of our comfort zone, suddenly our, our minds, our spirits, we either start getting into this fear factor thing. I don't think we ought to go there because, man, that's kind of like uncontrollable. And what are we going to do if this happens and that happens? And rather than saying, you know what? Maybe God does want that to happen. Maybe God does. Man, to have the miracle of healing. I know that there's a lot of people on TV or the radio and they, they come and they get in lines and you know they slap them on the forehead or they beat them with their coat and people fall down and there's all kinds of stupid stuff that goes on that is so much theatrics. But you know what? If I'm laying up in the hospital, I want somebody to come and pray for me that God may anoint them right then with the gift of healing. Is it them that's doing it? No, it's the Holy Spirit working through them. It's God working through them at that moment. So don't allow some of these things that you may be uncomfortable with or you you may not have experienced to, to freak you out and to cause you to pull back. Allow God through his Holy Spirit to open up your eyes, open up your understanding to these things. We see the discerning of spirits. That's, that's only listed in the first passage in 1 Corinthians 12. It's not listed anyplace else. Does it make it any less important, though? Some of you are giving me deer-in-the-headlight looks, okay? It, it doesn't make it any less important because all of them are important. And Paul's going to get into that a little bit here, when, when, a little bit later here in 1 Corinthians 12. 
you know, hey, everything that the Lord gave me, you know, within my body is, is important. They say that I could do without a few things, you know, my appendix or a few other things, but you know what? God gave them to me, and I believe it's all for a purpose. We may not have figured out what that purpose is yet, but they, he has given them to us. And in the same way, the gifts within the body of Christ, they're there for a purpose. I don't think any are less important. Some are going to be used more. Some are going to be uh, more, more visible and understanding. My wife, bless her heart, uh, she has a great great gift of discerning of spirits. And I cannot tell you how many times she's saved my hide, actually, because of that. You know, I'm a kind of guy, you know, you come to me and you you start talking to me, I'm going to receive your face on and man, you can can blow over me, you know, really easy. And I can tell you story after story through 25 years of ministry, actually before that, I mean, we've been in ministry actually for about 40 years, if you go back to the other areas other than Calvary Chapel. I can tell you story after story where, where you know, we, we've met somebody, we've dealt with somebody, and my wife says, hey, you know what? Man, I've just got red flags on this. Real quick. I was on the telephone with somebody one time. And they were saying that they were going to be moving, and actually this was during our days here in Casa Grande, earlier days. And they were saying, hey, I'm going to be moving down to Casa Grande. I've been involved in a ministry up here, and I'm just really looking forward to getting in touch with you guys. And pastors get, I don't know if you know this or not, but pastors get uh, 21 question phone calls, okay? Hey, I just got a couple of questions. They go through, you know, they want to know what we believe and why we believe and what we teach, what we don't teach, and all that kind of thing. Well, this was not really that way. This guy was, man, he was just excited about being here. And so we chatted, we laughed and talked. Todd was not a part of that conversation at all. I mean, she heard my side. And after I hung up, she says, man, I don't know what it is, but I just got a creepy feeling about that. <laughs> you know, women's intuition, whatever. You know, what's the deal? You know, this guy said, you know, he's a brother, man. You know, he and I hit it off really well. Looking forward to it. And you know what? It was within three months of the guy being here. I mean, we almost had to call the police on, on a situation where, again, it just got down and ugly. And I praise God that God is protecting me with a, a wife with discerning of spirits. So uh, we, we look at some of these others, help or mercy, listed it down in verse 28 of chapter 12 and also in Romans 12. Kind of put them together. They may or may not be. I think that there's a lot of overlapping. If you, if you have the gift of mercy, you're going to be helping people. You're going to be reaching out to people. If you have the gifts of help, you're going to be, again, you're going to be showing mercy on people and, and caring for people that don't deserve it. That's just the way that that gift works. We're going to look at that as we get into these. The, the next one, I kind of lumped administrations and leadership and pastors all in the same lump. There's Again, there are similarities. There are differences within them. But again, uh, it's listed in three different places, Corinthians 12, Romans 12, and Ephesians 4. Then we get into the really weird ones. Okay. Speaking of tongues, oh man, we've got to watch out for that one. Got to put a guard on the door, make sure, check them at the door, make sure they don't bring any of that weird stuff in here. I, I say that totally, totally tongue in cheek, and I hope you understand that. Because <laughs> tongue in cheek, or, or, I didn't even catch my own pun. Okay. I grew up in a denomination that was so afraid of this thing called speaking in tongues. 
God has shown me through the years that there's nothing to be afraid of, but there's a whole lot of misunderstanding, and there's a tremendous amount of misuse of this gift. And again, as we get into this, I'm going to hopefully lay it all out, and just again, we're going to look and see what it is and what it isn't, and what are the usages and what are the misusages of these things interpretation of tongues. If the gift of tongues is there, the interpretation of tongues, at least in a public meeting, needs to be there. Not necessarily if it's in a private prayer time, but in a public meeting, if the tongues is spoken out, there needs to be somebody with an interpretation of tongues. And Paul's very clear, hey, if you're there and you're speaking in tongues and there's nobody to interpret, then, then shut up. You don't need to say it because they're, they're not going to understand what you're saying anyway. So just be quiet on that thing. Exhortation, and I put exhortation and evangelist together, and, and actually it probably shouldn't go together. I, I think that it's actually two different things there, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Generosity or giving, and then just ministry. What is ministry? I've seen this body ministering to each other in a lot of different ways, in a lot of different times through the years. Ministry, we minister to each other. Part of it is through using other gifts. Part of it is just by being there with each other. You know, somebody that's, that's going through stuff in their lives, a lot of times they don't need you and I to give them the answer. They just need somebody to be there with them. Somebody to know, man, yeah, I'm loved by an individual. I'm loved by somebody. I'm cared by somebody. And just to be there with them and, and just walk through them through some dark places in their life. I think that's a gift of ministry. Again, in the midst of this, I think that there are more spiritual gifts even than are listed here. Because again, he doesn't give an exhausted list and, and, I, and I'm saying this just in a, in a kind of a, a, a practical, logical way, okay? Understand what I'm saying here. Since he doesn't give an exhaustive list, and in none of these lists does he list every one of all of them. There's a variety in all of these things. I believe, again, Paul isn't trying to list all the gifts, but he's listing them to help us understand, man, this is what the Spirit of God wants to do within the body. This is what the Spirit of God wants to encourage the body of Christ in. This is what God has given to the church to equip and empower the church, to encourage the church, to strengthen the church. And you know what? There's going to be some gifts that may not hit this list, but yet it's just as valid. Now, we need to be really careful, though. We need to be careful to discern between spiritual gifts and natural abilities or talents. I'm not saying that God didn't give you the gift of playing ukulele, okay? I'm simply saying that playing the ukulele is not a spiritual gift. Unless you take that ukulele and every Sunday afternoon you're going over to the retirement center and you're just playing for old folks and just blessing them there. Well, again, the ukulele, playing the ukulele isn't the gift. But again, that gift of ministry and mercy or helps to these people here, that's really where the gift is. He may use your talents. He may use some ability that you have in the exercise of the spiritual gift that he gave you. Does that make sense to you? Hopefully it does. It does to me. Um, so you might be a great 
oratory. You, you might be able to quote Shakespeare. You might be able to even quote it with a passion. But it's simply a natural gift. Yeah, but it was still given to you by God. Even our, even our gifts and talents, believer or non-believer, I believe that those are still given by God. Separate from the natural gift, there is that spiritual gift of prophecy or, or teaching or evangelism given by the Holy Spirit. And again, an individual is able to proclaim and declare the word of God. Now this whole idea, even uh, I was thinking of, of worship, Brother Allen, even, even that whole idea of worship versus natural musical abilities. There's a lot of musicians I love to listen to. Man, I just, man, I, I just love their stuff. And sometimes even secular music, okay, I'm confessing here as your pastor, okay? Sometimes there's even secular music I listen to. And man, it's moved me. I, I love it. Some of it, some of it, yeah, moves me another way. There, there are talents there. That doesn't necessarily mean that because that individual is a talented, that he should be leading in worship. I believe there is a gift of, of worship. It's not listed in any of these, but it could be in that whole idea of exhortation. Because listen, when, when we worship together, man, we're encouraged in the Lord. We're, we're drawn to the presence of the Lord. So again, you see how, again, the natural talent working with a spiritual talent coming together. I believe that the natural gifts, they're all part of those common graces of God given out to humanity simply as a, as a blessing from God. They can be used for his glory or they can be simply used for the glory and the praise of that individual, never giving glory to God for what God has given them. They'll stand before God at the end of the day and again, account for those things. As one writer states, we'll kind of close with this. A talent is a result of genetics or training while a spiritual gift is the result of the power of the Holy Spirit working within the individual. A talent can be possessed by anyone, Christian or non-Christian, while spiritual gifts are only possessed by Christians. While both talents and spiritual gifts should be used for God's glory and to minister to others, spiritual gifts are focused on these tasks. In other words, spiritual gifts are given specifically to be used for God's glory and to minister to others, while talents can be used entirely for non-spiritual purposes. If you want to use your ukulele out at a campfire and sing it on the dock in the bay and, uh, you know, just, man, just out there, hey, that's great, do it. But you know what? God has blessed you. You better be giving him the glory for it. You better be giving him the glory and the knowledge that, man, even in this, I may not be doing this today to bless anybody else other than, man, I'm just out here having a great time and I'm singing crazy songs. But yet I know God gave me that gift and I, I, I want to use it for his glory. The very last verse that we read here, verse 11, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. He says, but one and the same spirit works all of these things, and he distributes to each one individually as he wills. Does it mean that we can't pray for a gift? Because Paul says, hey, pray for the gifts. But he's going to give them to us as he wills. That's all the time we have for today on The Open Word. 
We hope today's message has touched you. Pastor David Landry will continue teaching through the book of 1 Corinthians on the next edition of The Open Word. But right now, we'd like to share with you how you can hear more from Pastor David. Just visit theopenword.com and click on Teachings to hear or download past messages. You can also get in contact with us with any questions you might have or let us know how we can be praying for you on your faith journey. You can also connect with us on Facebook. We are thankful you've listened to today's message but want to make sure that this isn't your only source of spiritual nurturing. We encourage you to find a church family who will help you grow in your walk with God. If you're in the Casa Grande area, we'd love to have you join us here at Calvary Chapel Casa Grande. Here's Pastor David with more information. Hey, thanks, Chris. I'd like to personally invite you to join us here at Calvary Chapel of Casa Grande for a time of worship and fellowship and studying the Bible. We meet every Sunday at 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock in the morning and on Wednesday and Saturday evenings at 6.30 p.m. You can find our address and directions by visiting theopenword.com and following the links to our church page. I look forward to meeting you in person and sharing this journey of faith with you. Thanks, Pastor David. That's all the time we have for today. Be sure to tune in next time for another edition of The Open Word.